0: you're listening to the long overdue podcast production of decatur public library in decatur texas and today we're talking about books with dawn denise Mm -hmm. chris and me i'm pat i'm excited about
1: this because let me just say since the beginning of the year i have read or listen to
0: 26 books <gasps> me
1: too Whoa, very oh, good 27 Oh, Sorry, I, I not count. count I just finished uh, one like
0: 30 Whoa. minutes ago just because she said me too yeah. right <laughs> I I've read one more than you, you. <laughs> how many of you read well I've read one more no <laughs> <laughs> no idea so tell us about some of those you've read that you really enjoyed don't tell us about the stinky ones
1: oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> or unless they're really fun to talk about Okay,
1: so I don't even know where to start because I'm like, okay, these are kind of older books, but I really liked them. Uh Um, Okay, so I had read Amy Lukovic's book, The Ravenous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'd done that for an online book club that we had done here. And uh, somebody had recommended her other book, Daughters Unto Devils. And I read that and I really liked it too. Much better than The Ravenous? Um, Better? Let me see. I don't know if it was better, but it was good. I mean, it was um, still Mm family-oriented. Yeah, but um, sometimes, you know, I get these thoughts about, oh, yeah, I read that. I know I read that in a book, but I've read so many books already this year. It's like, which book? And so when I just saw that, I'm like, oh, that's the book it was from. (laughs) Hmm. Sorry, that was just kind of – anyway – I would recommend that. It's very spooky kind of thing. So if you're not into scary stuff, Mm -hmm. don't read Mm -hmm. it. Um, But it's about a family who has to move from their home because um, I guess they don't have the money. Something's happened and they have to move. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, Hmm. they move to a place that's not. Very good. Mm.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like you mean
3: like the, the, the you know the neighbors aren't good or the the Amityville house <laughs> or the it's the homeowners association did we, did we is there, step step there, there you go the homeowners association it's <laughs> all about
4: that I still have no idea how H-O-A. anybody agrees to live in the homeowners association <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's one of those things that I'm like. You want to tell me what color my curtains are gonna be? Boy, there's a plot Uh-oh. device for
0: you. Yeah, huh? Take that to the writers' group, see what they can do. <laughs> the <Yeah>. evil HOA. <laughs> <laughs> you want
1: to tell yeah. me what color my mailbox is gonna be? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> now this is more evilish. <laughs> like,
3: well, like even more evil than that.
1: Demonish. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 And the ravenous is like back from the dead stuff. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, that's my first book, but I've got twenty seven to talk about. Mm. So do we want you want me to keep going or does anybody else want to talk today? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Let's
2: see.
0: What well, I'll just throw out that I really enjoyed *Paper Ghosts* by Julie Heberlin. That's going to be our oh. next book club selection mm-hmm. here at the at the library. For what would that be? This is
2: June, July, twenty eighteen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm kind of excited to discuss it with the group. Um, I got to read it and then come up with questions to ask Julie about writing it, but to hear from other people about their experience of reading it. I think it'll be fun to talk to them Mm -hmm. about the Texas road trip and kind of their, you know, what places did you enjoy reading about or what spooked you or, you know, whatever it might be. So
1: Yeah, I need to read that one. I haven't had a chance to read that one yet.
0: Too many other ones.
1: Yeah. But I know it's good because I've read some of her other ones, Black Eyed
0: Mm -hmm. Susans. Mm -hmm. I think this is her best one yet. Ah. that's what I think (laughs) (laughs) okay so Denise
1: I hear you've read some books (laughs) I have 26 of them
4: (laughs) this year alone yeah um, the house of broken angels by Luis Alberto Uria I think is probably one of my favorites that I've read this year Mm -hmm. it is about it's about a, a Mexican family that lives in the U.S. in a border town. The patriarch of the family is is dying, and he knows that he's dying, and he's about to have, like, this huge birthday party, and he's certain that it's his last one, and so it's huge, and he's got all the family coming in from all over and friends, and um, so it's really just about their family history, Mm-hmm. And so it talks about him and how he you know, met his wife and their kids and just kind of goes back to his own father. And it's a it's a it's a very emotional book, but it's also funny. And mm-hmm. I think it is an incredible representation of Mexican-American culture. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Okay. And it, it's The the House of
0: Broken Angels. Angels. So, Denise, you and I both just read a book that I think was really incredible. Um, it's called Tell Me How It Ends, an essay in 40 questions. Mm-hmm. And you can say her name much better than I can. I'm not unwilling to say it. I just know that it will come out better if you, <laughs> you say it. Uh, Valeria Luiselli. Thank you. And she is a, um, a Mexican immigrant mm-hmm. <clears throat> who, at the time her family all apply for their green cards, hers doesn't come. So she's not allowed to work for a period of time. And while she's not allowed to work, she volunteers taking intake, doing intake questionnaires with children who have come across the border without documentation from Central America for the most part. And it's really it's a it's a long essay or a series of essays or something about um, her experiences working with these children and kind of their plight. And throughout it, she talks about her own family mm-hmm. and their experiences. So,
4: yeah, it's man, it's an it's an emotional book. Um, it took took me a while to read. It's really short. It's like 106 pages or something like that. And it's a small book, so it's not even like a full 106 pages. And um, she talks about these children trying to seek asylum, um, about how broken the system is. Mm-hmm. Like, I... It made me sad, but it also made me very angry mm-hmm. that we expect these children, these small children, I'm not even talking about teenagers, I'm talking small children, yeah. to be their own lawyers. Right. Which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. You can't expect one, a five-year-old to... One of the things to- that made
0: me the most angry, we were talking about this earlier, is that um, it's, it's some of the things that throw obstacles in the way are government policies that sound on the surface like they mm-hmm. are positive moves, but really make the situation even worse, make it more difficult for the children to, to and their advocates when they have mm-hmm. them to prove their cases and to to be allowed to remain in the US. <clears throat> it's an interesting thing mm-hmm. because the the children are treated as criminals And yet they've done nothing illegal because for the most part, the children we're talking about are children who turn themselves into border patrol Mm -hmm. immediately upon crossing. They have someone they're trying to reach in the United Mm -hmm. States and they're seeking asylum Mm -hmm. from violence and gangs and drugs and, you know, all the things Mm -hmm. they're leaving behind. And yet they're treated like criminals, but then when it comes to the legal system, this is not a criminal matter, so right. they are not um, required to, to be given a, a public defender. Mm-hmm. When it's it's a, a civil matter, yeah. so they don't get a public defender. Those Miranda rights that we all know from TV shows, that's criminal matters mm-hmm. only. That they are, you know, if you can't afford a lawyer, one will be assigned to you. These kids don't get that. Yep, it's incredible. Well, but it's
1: sad. There's a lot of stuff going on in <clears> throat> the, throat> the news right now about yeah, um, them put being put into housing that nobody can get into.
0: Yeah,
4: I think so. the word housing is generous
1: of you. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so
0: anyway, but that's anyway. another podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> so anyway, it's it's just it, it. The framework is the forty questions that these children are being asked mm-hmm. as they go mm-hmm. as they come in and you know where are you from why did you leave why did you come here who did you live with there who do you who are you living with now what's the situation like now what was it like there you know it's it's in a lot of cases she was talking about having to not only translate the questions into spanish for the children but then paraphrase the questions so that the children could understand Mm -hmm, them
2: mm -hmm. at
0: whatever age they are when she's asking them. And they're not allowed to have um, adults right there Mm -hmm. because they don't want those adults to influence the answers they give. Mm -hmm. But then that means there's no adult to help them understand what the question is. So the only person who can do that is the the person who is... Taking their information, wow! So it it's just incredible the the kind of situations these kids are in. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a really riveting book, and yeah, it it made me sad and it made me angry. Yeah, and because it's it's an essay based on real things, mm-hmm. nonfiction. I'm, I'm okay with reading this book. I yeah. needed to know this. It's not like a depressing, sad fiction book. Right. <laughs> so it's a completely different experience <laughs> for me.
4: Well, and after I read that, I went on to read Stranger by Jorge Ramos, mm-hmm. which was also super good. And that was a collection of essays And um, mm. starting out when he was thrown out of the press conference. Uh, Donald Trump was giving a press conference and he went to go ask him some questions Mm -hmm. because he was pretty much (coughs) refusing to be interviewed by him. Yeah. And so he went there to ask some questions and he was kicked out, which was Mm -hmm. because he was asking legitimate
2: questions.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can understand being kicked out if you're asking questions that have nothing to do with why you're there or personal questions or anything like that. But he was asking legitimate questions and he was kicked out. And so it goes on from there. And he just talks a lot about what it's like to be an immigrant mm-hmm. in this country and kind of the situation mm-hmm. that things are at now. And it's very, he's got a lot of statistics to back up his positions. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. Mm. Okay.
1: What
0: else you got, Dawn? I know you have other titles.
1: I do. And I was uh, actually just reading my <laughs> summary of one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and it just doesn't
0: make any sense no, no. Okay. So
1: I, I can't remember exactly what the whole book was about hmm. i can't picture the characters <laughs> so i'm gonna skip that one let's go to the one i just Never finished been. because right. i know that one finished it at lunch extraordinary means and i don't have the author in front of me um i'll listen to it audiobook mm-hmm. and it's a ya um Book. Okay, and I found this new thing, which I guess Denise already knew about. Shame on you for not sharing with me. <laughs> but it, during the summertime, there's a website called Audiophile. Oh yeah, and they allow you to download two books a week. They're YA books oh. and they're audiobooks. Hmm. So um, I need to get that information to my teens as well. Um, so this is one of the books that was um, I, I downloaded, and. It reminded me a lot of John Green's *Looking for Alaska*, because mm. it takes place at a boarding school. Okay, um, but this is a different kind of boarding school. It's um, where people go when they have TB, tuberculosis, mm. and because they can't be in the gen- general population, right? Because it's um, it's about this new strain of TB and these kids who live in the mm-hmm. in the dorms mm. and. It was really good. It did not make me cry, which was good.
0: <laughs> As opposed right. to every John Green book, right? Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. That was the other one I was looking at, Turtles All the Way Down. And I know you read that mm-hmm. one. So you can probably enlighten me a little bit on that one. Because I read it back in January. So I can't remember it.
0: Man. Hmm. It's about turtles right. no, it is it's all the really way down. down. It's not all it's not <laughs> turtles. There's no turtles. Not really about turtles.
1: It's a metaphor. It is. <laughs> so you can't even remember it either, can you? It's
4: I? about um, a girl that's got OCD and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, a kid that she used to hang out with when she was little, and they're both teenagers now. His father uh-huh. disappeared, and they they're like uber rich oh yes and so then there was a reward me. to find him and so her and her friend decided that they're going to try to find him but then she ends up in a relationship with him yes with the kid and yes. her ocd and anxiety reached like maximum levels and she ends up having to be hospitalized and hmm. yeah and he wrote because he he suffers from OCD and anxiety. Oh, now I and remember so.
1: the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Thank okay. you. Don't but, swear the end. <laughs> but there is one thing that I thought was very interesting. You know, sometimes little phrases just <coughs> yeah. stick out to you in a mm-hmm. book. He wrote that you don't fall into any other feeling like friendship or anger or hope. Only love. Hmm. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Hmm. something to ponder
0: on.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, s- some of the books that the book club read here this year, it's very interesting because they kind of go in waves. They like to read fiction. There's a lot of World War II settings. They really kind of love those. They like Texas, but they kind of this year got on a, non-fiction kick mm-hmm. so five of the six books for the first half of the year were nonfiction. wow yeah so we read a street cat named bob by i cannot remember the guy's name and i didn't write it down good grief <laughs> anyway he's um he lives in london and he was a Addicted to drugs and was getting help through the, the healthcare system there in London. And this cat just appeared, kind of a stray cat, sort of adopted him. Um, he, he, the guy helped, he named him Bob and, and helped Bob go through, you know, getting rid of his mange and getting healthy and all this and just became the best of friends. And, and the, the guy who wrote it just kind of says Bob is the reason he's still alive because otherwise he would not have stayed on his um, regimen of, you know, the, the drug that helps you not have to take the illegal drugs or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But so he, he says that this cat saved his life. So there's that one. Then we read 12 Years in the Saddle, a memoir. I'm kind of almost a jour- journal- from a Texas ranger in early 20th century, like 1900 or so to 1912 or 1915, John Sullivan. And it just kind of what he did as a Texas ranger and where he went and the kinds of things he got involved in. was very interesting. One that kind of goes along with that was the last one we did, which is Killers of the Flower Moon by David Grant about the Osage Indian murders of the teens and 20s into the early 30s um, and the birth of the FBI in the U.S. because that's who ended up investigating and kind of solving this whole case. Um, so this was, this was the Osage Nation uh, tribal lands that they were assigned to in Oklahoma. After they were established there, oil was was discovered on their land. And they had the mineral rights. So suddenly these this Native American tribe who had nothing because of course they were given land where
2: mm-hmm.
0: could hardly even grow any crops or, you know, anything, they were suddenly very wealthy. But then suddenly they started dying. And it was all very suspicious. But local law enforcement wasn't finding anything. They would bring in Pinkerton detectives and other private investigators to look at it, and they didn't find anything. So it's kind of the story about, you know, what was going on and how it all happened. It's very interesting. It took me a little bit to get into it, but that's probably because I didn't want to read it because I had to for the book club. <laughs> but, but once I really got into it, yeah. It's really interesting.
3: You're going to say that on the record?
0: Sure. They know. <laughs> I told them. I told them I had oh, trouble okay. getting into it cuz I didn't really want to read it. It's not the kind of thing I would choose. But that's part of, you know, that's part of being in a book club is reading things that you wouldn't necessarily choose. What? Things that you wouldn't just go pick up off the shelf.
3: <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right.
0: That's part of it.
3: It is part of it.
0: But I tell you, five months of nonfiction is a pretty dang long
3: stretch. Yeah.
0: We also read Radium Girls, which is about, again, early 20th century. uh, The radium dial industry where they hired young women to paint with radium. Glow in the dark faces on watches, oh. and on and as the as the industry grew, they ended up doing dashboards for airplanes, mm-hmm. and you know it was a big huge industry, and and all the evidence that something was happening to the health of these young women was just like oh psh, she was not healthy anyway. Mm. So it's it's a lot all about that, too. And the other the other nonfiction we read was Shoot Like a Girl by M.J. Hagar, which is about a, a woman who was uh, in the military and who was critically injured and kind of her experiences of being a bully. I think she's a quadriplegic. I did not actually read this book. I wasn't here for that discussion. Mm-hmm. So but I know that there were several people in the group who really enjoyed it and you know it's one of those true yeah. stories of somebody contemporary so it's not like the 12 years in the saddle or the other things in the early 20th century so anyway yeah we've got fiction for the rest of the year somehow <laughs> you do that, and I did not have anything to do with that I just tallied the votes so here we are cool yeah. Well, several of the books that I have read have been
1: previous book club books. Okay. So um, I read *The Bottoms* hmm. by Joe R. Lansdale. Okay. That was good. Uh, I've it, not read that. I have read *Defending Jacob* by him, but okay. Yeah, I liked good it because writer. he was a Texas author and okay. he um, he wrote about East Texas mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. in that time he, he period, typically does. Yeah, that's <coughs> that's his thing. And it was fascinating because it was like during the depression time and mm-hmm. it talked about a bunch of families moving out west to California, but the grandmother, or maybe, yeah, the grandmother went east to where the other, her son was and his family. Um, and I thought, you know, I never really thought about that, mm-hmm. about going east where the, I mean, why didn't more people do that? Yeah. Everybody went west. Right. <laughs> it's, it's flat and yeah. windy and dry. Um, anyway, so there was that one and Critical Condition, but Codename Verity. Mm, I I, loved that. I did really like that book. Have you read it? Mm -mm. It's a World War II book. It's a YA. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I love YA books. Mm -hmm. They're, they're all so very good. Um, but it was about a pilot in, during World War Two, that was a female, and there weren't very many of those at that time, and so she actually couldn't be in combat. Mm-hmm. She um, could only do, um, like, transport the pilots to where right. they needed to go between airports and that kind of so, stuff. So,
0: yeah, she ended up in some really difficult situations because Mm -hmm. she was flying over and they were parachuting out or she was landing and dropping passengers or something. But yeah, yeah, that was a fascinating book.
1: Yes. And you know, um, The Sixth Sense? Did Mm y'all watch that movie? Okay, so... (laughs) Uh, let me just say that during that movie, my husband had to get up and use the restroom. And when he came back, the movie was over. And oh. he said, did I miss anything? <laughs> <laughs> I You're said, like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> you missed the whole thing that brought it all together. Why, yes,
0: isn't it? So
1: that's kind of like Codename Verity. <laughs> 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 yeah. It, yes, it is.
0: Yeah, you need I hadn't end. thought about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we had to watch that movie again
0: because yeah (laughs) he
1: missed the most important part of the
0: whole book you missed that one line
1: yeah Hmm. dang and Hmm. then i read um night by ellie Weissel. ellie Weissel, yeah and that, obviously, was World War Two. He was um, mm-hmm. in the concentration camps. And I read that because I had the opportunity to go to Dachau again. And um, I don't believe he was there. He was in Auschwitz. Uh, and it just mm-hmm. talks about him and his family. Um, it's very enlightening about things that happened in the concentration camps. I mean, we know, but to, mm-hmm. you know...
2: Uh-huh
1: read about somebody who actually lived through that and after our podcast with um max max glavin yeah um it was it was very good
3: Mm. (laughs) i did read a book i remember now
1: you read a book okay i mean i read books i I see you reading books chris yeah
3: but um yeah i remember i read agents of dreamland i guess we're going to talk about that in another podcast what That's does Agents right. of Dreamland? We're probably not, right? We're
1: probably not ever yeah. going to. It's a really small... <laughs> he so was trying to get that in there. I know.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just making sure, because if we're going to talk about it later, I don't need to talk about it now. Um, but it's, you know, it's science fiction, sort of, mostly. And I don't know, it's it's almost more like a novella. It's uh-huh. really short, but mm-hmm. it's can, it's very efficient. Hmm. Yeah, Agents of Dreamland by Caitlin R. Kiernan. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's like science fiction, fan, uh, not really fantasy. It's mm-hmm.
4: it's very, it's definitely very. Um, is it yeah. Okay. It's without it's, the racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's got, it, it's kind, you know, it's kind of built. All these characters are doing their own thing through all these events that are going on. And there's kind of this this over the whole story this looming presence of something that's coming, something that is alien and is going to going to invade. And there's a woman in there that can actually like travel through time. Mm. But she doesn't like just like travel like in a time machine. It's like she travels like yeah. through like different um like different time periods where she exists. And she like just moves her consciousness through, so she actually like goes and and will be her future self for a little bit and see what's gonna happen, and she'll like go and be her past self for a little bit. And
1: yeah. so there's so many things, questions I have about that. But,
3: she, but she's still in the present. She can like go. And to, so when
0: she comes back to the present, she knows what she did in the future. Yeah. So
1: when she leaves yeah, the body in the future and comes back, be right. w- is she sleeping, or is her future self still going?
3: I don't know about that.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> the, the book was very small. What are the rules of time it's travel? Very, world, See, right?
3: that's, that's what I like about it is that it doesn't get in. It doesn't waste yeah. time getting into the nitty gritty of <laughs> how no. time, yeah. all this stuff works. <laughs> it's just it like
0: told the story. This is what's
3: happening, and, the, <laughs> like and you know, mean. you just these are the characters. And yeah. This is what they're doing. And
0: so so how is that science fiction not fantasy? Because if you don't know how it's happening, is it scientific or is it a fantasy? It's presented
3: thing? as science. But they you don't, don't know
0: what any of the science is.
3: Sure. I don't know what any of the science of this computer is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot about science that I don't know. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's everything that yeah, that. Real. <laughs> but I'm thinking about like Jurassic Park. At least they make an attempt to explain the science. Not that you get it and not that it really works, but but they make an attempt to explain it. And that's what mm-hmm. makes it science fiction is it takes a scientific that fact and jumps a few spaces ahead. And so we have a English whole power. podcast episode about this. Oh yeah, but we guys want to that already? Scroll yeah, down a little and
4: find. <sighs> I would definitely put this under the science fiction fantasy, science fantasy. Yeah, but because oh, it's see, a
0: science fantasy, yeah, yeah,
4: I would definitely category categorize it as that because it's so small and concise. It it doesn't do that. It doesn't say. Let me spend gotcha.
0: five chapters talking about the science. <sighs> It's about five Michael times. Crichton didn't spend that. I mean, he didn't spend a ton of time.
3: <laughs> just at, at one, at one period of time, yeah. just at ex- different intervals. Yeah. <laughs> if you put it all together, on to a need
4: to
0: know <laughs> basis. <laughs>
4: yeah. I really need this to happen, so I need to explain it right now, so I can make it happen. I just, <laughs>
3: but it's still—it's a okay. book about the characters, and I thought, I thought yeah. the characters are really interesting, mm-hmm. and um, your perspective. She does. She does a lot of things with perspectives because you're seeing the perspectives of the different characters, mm-hmm. and and uh, you can tell that she's kind of trying to manipulate your perspective through mm-hmm. this, per, like the, through the character okay. that it's in. So, like you might you think one thing here, but then you read about this other character, and you're like, oh, that's like completely different. I don't. Hmm. You
2: know. Yeah. Hmm.
3: So it's and 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 it, it, I think it was hopeful at the end because nobody said that that future that she went to. The, is, yeah. the bleak future was like a definite thing oh okay it was like okay. just like a preview so yeah
1: and what was that called again
3: agents of dreamland and the sequel is out now i believe it's called black helicopters or something like that
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah okay and i have also read the dungeons and dragons fifth edition book this year because we just got that in the library yeah in the last few months cover cover? to cover? no <laughs> No, because I did not. because it's a reference. <laughs> I read, I read the the p- the player's handbook, and I looked at the monsters manual, and the dungeon master's guide, mm. and I learned a lot of nice. I learned a lot of nice things. I learned that I will never start anybody and in, introduce anybody to role playing using Pathfinder ever again. Right, because it's just needlessly complex, and there's like hmm. way more numbers than any rational mm. person ever mm. needs to have on one piece of paper. Wow. To describe their That's character. Yeah, so yeah. Mm. Hm. It's great. I love it. It's really nice. Good. Come play.
0: <laughs> 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 when I can r- we do that,
3: Chris? Every second Saturday of the month. Where do we go? To the library. The meeting room. It's the place to be for entertainment.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> let me just tell you, it is the place to be because it is packed in here. Yeah. yeah. During that time. But so there's room for you. There is room. Mm-hmm. There's always room for there's more. All, <laughs>
0: that's right. We have lots of room at the library. Yeah. So, we do. So I just want to throw out a couple of things that I'm looking forward to reading that I have not yet read. Oh, okay. One of them is *The Pisces* by Melissa Broder, and it—it it strikes me as a lot like *The Shape of Water*. Mm-hmm. So, if you saw that movie, there is actually a novelization mm-hmm. of that now. But this I'm currently strikes listening me as to that a little. Are you? Mm-hmm. How's it so far? Good. Okay.
4: It's really good, actually.
0: It's by Guillermo del Toro, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, another author, yeah. It was okay. a Collaboration, um, but this one it kind of came out about the time that movie came out. So you know they were they were written independently, but mm-hmm. of course they're both kind of woman falls in love with mer creature mm-hmm. something. But the cover art just just cracks me up. It's this woman hugging this giant fish, and it's it's just really funny and just like oh, yeah. a fifties, you know pin-up girl with this giant fish Mm -hmm. i remember looking at that one and and
3: thinking like is this becoming like a new trend in literature is women and fish
0: people it's really interesting because because they did apparently you know develop independently those Mm -hmm. two things but to have them out at the same time i thought was really
3: interesting well you know what's funny is there's also a a role-playing book by one of my favorite yeah my favorite publisher is Lamentations of the Flame Princess. I can't say the name of the book here, but it involves similar scenarios. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh,
3: and, and I thought about that, too, when I hmm. looked at that. I'm like, this is really weird is and serendipitous. I guess, yeah. I guess <laughs> fish people and, and land people is like a new trend. It's like vampires. <laughs> Little Mermaid. There you it's go. <laughs>
0: been going yeah, on vampires years. are so
3: 10 years ago, and now it's fish people.
0: Yeah. Huh. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, is yeah. it like Neptune?
1: Isn't that one of the junior books, chapter books?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Is that is that the like, latest
1: required Riordan thing? Um, I don't think so. It's a different author, but it's about these...
0: Sons of Neptune or something like yeah. that, a series?
1: Yes, the kids are like dolphins or something. They swim, Ooh. but they're like normal on land. Huh. I didn't read the whole thing. Like anamorphs? Are they like animorphs?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, the son of Neptune is is a Rick Riordan, right? But you're thinking of something else. I am. It's okay. it's over in like the
1: H's for the. Uh, it's in the H's for the author. Okay.
0: Well, that's all I got.
1: You know what? It's going to end up being a totally different name
0: because that's how you know my mind works. isn't that how it works? <laughs> We've been through that before on the podcast, yes, we haven't know. we? The other thing that I think I want to read is The President is Missing.
1: <laughs> what is that what? about? What?
0: By Bill Clinton and James you Patterson. Want- that one. I think I want to
3: read that. You want to read it?
0: But I also want to read the the Obama-Joe Biden Yes,
4: I want to read mystery.
0: that
4: one. Where they run around solving mysteries? Yeah. That's
0: the best. I, I want to you know, it's like really, can't you just be an elder statesman instead of writing like adventure mm-hmm. I'm so cool books. It's very good. He cannot. I don't know if I'm gonna <laughs> read it or not. I probably <laughs> won't read it actually. The president <laughs> okay. is missing. So because let me, let me ask I just don't like James Patterson anyway, because oh, he's another one of those people that's all about the money. Mm-hmm. I don't think he actually writes anything. You know, I don't think he writes anything. He probably wrote this because Bill Clinton sure didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But. See, I'm I'm thinking
1: so actors can be the president, but presidents can't go back to be authors. (laughs) 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 Hmm. Just saying.
0: Well, we'll see how any of that turns out, right? (laughs) right? I mean, we know how the last actor turned out. Yeah. You know, depends on your perspective. and You know, if he was an author to begin with, yeah, he could go back to being an author. Right. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> so Bill Clinton did write his autobiography, sort of. Don't they all But write. that's all. <laughs> he sort but of but wrote- Obama actually wrote some other books, but he didn't write fiction. Yeah. It was all memoirs and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. I'm just looking forward to the fact that the book club is reading fiction. (laughs) Like, after Paper Ghosts, the next one is the Cherry Cola Book Club.
1: Oh, that one actually looks like an easy children' Yeah, easy book,
0: fun. It's a little town somewhere in Mississippi, I think, that the library is about to close unless they raise money. So it's, I can't even remember, Cherry Cola Mississippi is the town, so they mm-hmm. make up the Cherry Cola book club, and somehow there's a fundraiser and they save the library. So it's like, nice, nothing, nothing deep, yep. nothing it's intense, all nothing depressing or sad, <laughs> except the library might close, but we know it won't. Right, in the end. I'm pretty sure it's not going to. Pretty sure now. The last one we've got on the docket for November into the black nowhere is a. Um, it's a more in, it's fiction but it's kind of based on Ted Bundy and uh-huh. all that you
4: notice that you immediately got yeah I, I saw, saw it like, like, like wait like, she's suddenly, she's, what? she's what? up she's paying attention you,
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Tell me more about it, Bundy. Denise looks up from her phone. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> it's Tell actually the like second book in a series, but they're kind of, you know, it's the same main character who's the investigating police person or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But they're kind of standalone incidents, and the second one is based on a Ted Bundy-like scenario. Oh. So it'll be interesting to read. That's the only serious fiction uh-huh. one. In. I don't know we got one that's the Lilac Girls. It's another World War Two thing. But anyway, we've got some actually fun things, yeah. which is not what we've had. <laughs> we have had some uplifting mm-hmm. things, but you have to go through the depressing, right. awful stuff to get to the uplifting part. I think Cherry Cola Book Club is just going to be fun.
4: Mm-hmm. So, I have a couple anyway. of new books on my To Be Read. Yeah, uh, They're There by Tommy Orange. Oh, yeah. That was fun.
0: Some lists I saw. Oh, it's yes. on the new uh New York Times bestseller mm-hmm. list.
4: Hopefully he will take Sherman Alexi's spot mm. in the okay. literary world. Okay. Um Halsey Street by Nema Coster. Mm-hmm. Sounds really good. That's also a new book. Ooh, Social Creature by Isabella Tara Burton. Sounded really that. interesting. So, it's kind of marketed for readers of Gillian Flynn and Donna mm-hmm. Tartt. Mm-hmm. Because it is a thriller.
1: It's a debut. Okay. So, it's new author. Hmm. So, can I give you a book that I think you should read? Sure. Poppies of Iraq. I think you'd like that one. It's a graphic novel. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I remember seeing that.
1: Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Um, it's about a girl who s- grows up in Iraq and you know, kind of what what it was like there as she was growing up. Mm-hmm. and um it's really eye opening about the perspective mm-hmm. of somebody who's living there uh, during some of the turmoil, I guess, yeah, um, and then they move. And then, you know, they end up here in the States. But um, I just thought it was, it was very interesting. And I think that you would really like it. Cool.
4: So the thing that caught my eye about social creatures is that it is uh, described as a talented Mr. Ripley for the digital age. Hmm. And it's a toxic friendship, you know, female relationship that kind of goes awry. Someone does. Mm. I'm pretty sure
1: someone does. I like those books. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I throw out one more author that I've been reading and just have been obsessed over? Sure. John Sandford. This guy's been writing since the mid-early 80s. And he writes, it's police procedural thriller kind of things. Those are two different things I know. So he starts out with a character who's on the Minneapolis police force and... He gets kicked off because he has shady practices, but he always gets the job done, and he comes back as the assistant chief of police and different things And but, So he's not a very nice person. the loose cannon cop with nothing love
2: to lose. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But he's dang funny, and he always solves the case, but it's always something a little shady going on, and you know he may or may not end up in a relationship with the victim or the or the police person he's working with or the you know whatever Mm -hmm. the it it's just like he's just not a he's definitely not a pc character but so this was i'm i'm up to about the mid nineties now. So this is like 12 into the series and there's, I don't know, 25 or so this character. And then there's another series that kind of picks up with another character when this one, this guy finally gets out of police business (laughs) and he was sort of the protege that we saw come in along the way and now he's the main character so there's like 10 books of him I think and then John Sanford also writes other standalone things so Mm -hmm. he's written one about a a novel about Jack the Ripper he's I mean lots of other things that he's written but I'm loving these books because I like mysteries and I like these these you know kind of gritty Mm -hmm. you know characters who kind of walk that line and maybe step over a little bit to make to make things right. Mm -hmm. You know. But then I also like humor. And there's a lot of that in here. They're just, you know, lightening the load, saying funny things. I'm just enjoying this. Very odd. I don't even remember how I discovered these, but (laughs) John Sandford. Yeah. It's funny. I think he's also written something about the the Crusades and the Knights Templar or something, like a, wow. a fiction book yeah. also about them. So, I mean, he kind of goes out, but he, he lives in kind of Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. So that's where most of these are set. But then every once in a while, he'll just go a little farther afield mm. and do something, a standalone something. But That's where his bread and butter really are. It's right there in that area. Oh. But anyway, those are fun. You got something,
3: Chris? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to read the the new book by Michael Corrida. How it, about that? How it happened? It's described as the thinking person's whodunit.
2: Hmm. Thinking so that's, person's whodunit.
3: That's what somebody said about it. I, <laughs> I read Last Words by Michael Corrida a while back, and I really enjoyed his writing. Mm. You know, writing style and stuff. I don't read a lot of mysteries. Okay. I mean, actually, I pretty much never read mysteries, but I really Mm. liked this one, so.
2: Hmm.
4: Yeah, I don't typically read a lot of mysteries either. I got that one, Thriller there. Yeah. Sounds. Unless they're true mysteries. Oh, yeah. Mm. (laughs) That's different.
0: Yeah. All right.
4: We devoted a whole podcast to that. Yeah.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't want to read about those true mysteries because that's real people getting hurt.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: yes it is. I don't mind reading about those fictional fake people getting hurt. but.
3: <laughs> I was thinking about the other thing I read that I remembered. It was yeah? Because uh, you talked about graphic novels, and it was The Girl from the Other Side, which is a manga series. Mm-hmm. Still going. I know they just released a couple new volumes this year. Anyway... It's beautiful Mm -hmm. and stark. Mm -hmm. There's not, it says a lot more through the, I guess, the the illustrations than the dialogue. Mm -hmm. Because there'll be like several pages of just like showing someone walking through the forest or something. And then they'll like say something to each other. Mm -hmm. It's all like, I mean, manga Mm is always black and white usually Mm -hmm. anyway. But this is like really emphasizes like black and white. The bleak. Yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. actually like part of the story in a Mm -hmm. way sort of wow. and and then why I laughed is because I, I like based a whole role-playing game setting off of it so it's like everything just comes back around to that I'm mm-hmm. sorry but that's just that's just how my brain works it's your inner passion
0: that's yeah right. here we go well I
1: have another um graphic novel mm-hmm. uh, it's called brazen rebel ladies who rocked the world oh yeah mm-hmm. that's really good okay so let me just say i'm going to confess when we got the book i opened it up and i was like oh my word <laughs> some of the pictures i'm like what is this but then when i started reading it because mm-hmm. it was a picture of the bearded lady it's oh. the one that i opened it to i'm like what <laughs> is this book about <laughs> um it was really good and you know it talked to it's just like biographical about mm-hmm. who each one of them were and it was really good mm. Well, good. So that's in the YA section of the graphic novels. Cool. And I also listened to Cleopatra's Daughter. Hmm. That was really good. Mm Hmm. I think I liked listening to that. You know, have you ever listened to a book and thought, I would never actually read this? Right. Uh,
4: Yeah. Or it's like Mm -hmm. it would not be the
1: same. It would not be as good Mm -hmm. if I were just reading it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Usually my audio books
4: are books that I would never actually pick up to read.
1: Okay. But I'll be willing to listen to them. Yeah. And then I get hooked and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. There's been a couple of exceptions mm-hmm. in
4: that. In that I'm currently reading these other two books and I want to read this. So I'll listen to this in my car. Mm-hmm. But typically, like if I'm going to pick an audio book, it's usually something that I'm not going to actually pick up to
1: read. Yeah.
0: So I want to throw out one other author that I know has a new book in her series coming out. Um, I think it's later this summer, August. Um, Reese Bowen, R-H-Y-S, Bowen. She's British, but she lives in California now, I think, or Arizona, somewhere southwest. Um, But she has two series. One is Molly Murphy series, and she starts in Ireland, and then she's over the series of the books, she's immigrated to the U.S. Um, in the early 20th century, I think. And the other series is called Her Royal Spiness. I think I've mentioned this before, but um, it's it's really funny, but there are some kind of serious things going on. And it's, well, yes, it's always serious when there's a murder. There's a murder mystery. <laughs> but it's it's also very funny because this, the young woman who's the main character is 39th in line to the royal throne, but because she's within however many places, she still has to follow some of the rules, and it's frowned upon for her to have a job, but she has no money, and it's, it's in the teens and 20s, 19, teens and 20s, mm-hmm. and so she's got a new one in Georgie may get married in this one. <laughs> Four funerals and a wedding, maybe, I think is the title. Something <laughs> like that. So anyway, that one, that, that's a new one coming out. She's always fun. Cozy mystery. Mm-hmm. Definitely a cozy.
1: I read a book called The Hazelwood, and it's a YA book. Was it about fairies? It is um, about fairy tales. Mm. It's kind of a twist on uh, the fairy tales. What do we call those? The Fractured Fairy Tales? Fractured. Okay. Um, It's about a girl who her grandmother was into writing fairy tales and all that. Mm. And she uh, mysteriously dies. And so she's trying to get back to where her grandmother lived. And... Yeah. Wow. It's uh, an adventure from there. (laughs) (laughs) I read um, The Mary Spinster,
4: which you had mentioned during our last books that were coming up that you wanted Mm -hmm. to read. Uh Uh-huh. And that is also like a mashup of fairy tales. Like each one of her short stories is a mashup of fairy tales, and it was really good. Hmm. There was maybe only like one or two stories that I was like, yeah, I could have lived without that one. (laughs) But most of them were super good. Yeah. Hmm. I really liked that at the end, she had like, for each story, these are the fairy tales that... Oh, very cool. And so she had... Kind
1: of gives her her, source material. Yeah, yeah. She's like,
4: this story was these two fairy tales and so forth.
1: It was really, really good. And tell me the name of that one again. The Mary Spinster, Tales of of Everyday Horror by Mallory Ortberg. I remember that mentioning it that now. But obviously, would I haven't to read it yet.
0: Would I want to read this? No.
1: Okay. I don't think so. Okay. So the Mary spinster is it M E uh-huh. M E R R Y? Okay. <laughs> or the Mary the M A R Y.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think you would appreciate the way these were mashed up. Okay. I think you would be like. Why'd you do that? <laughs> I can see you being kind of upset about the um, Velveteen Rabbit.
0: Oh, I hate the Velveteen Rabbit. That's the stupidest story I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. No, it's not. The stupidest story <laughs> is the adventure, the mis- marvelous, mysterious adventure of Edward Tulane. Edward Tulane. <laughs> but, uh, would you, yeah, I'm not a fan of the Velveteen so would you? would you... The Velveteen Rabbit gets burned up and he's hopping in the flames. That would not bother me at all.
4: No, the Velveteen Rabbit in this one basically just steals the child's life force.
0: (gasps) Cool. So. (laughs) Oh,
4: man. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe you would enjoy it.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's the only obvious choice for the Velveteen Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Just
4: slowly steals the child's life force and. Oh, my goodness. Child bites it funny becomes real. I just spoiled yeah. the story there, guys, but
1: I just saw spoiler <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oops, that was a little late.
4: Yeah. It really. was a story <laughs> and a collection of stories. <laughs> so you can still read the rest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but now you know the tone exactly. of what you're <laughs> There you go. All right. All right.
3: That's books past, present and future. <laughs> Of 2018.
4: Of <laughs> mid-2018? Yeah. I feel like we'll talk about this again
0: later. <laughs> I think we will.
3: Yeah, in the future.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but how do we get... Nah, never mind. <laughs> how do we get there? We'll just
3: move our conscience consciousness from one state of being to another. <laughs> to another
0: <laughs> On one I'll podcast to another. Thank
3: you for listening to the Long Overdue Podcast.
1: Bye. Listen and next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.